Hey, what's up, everybody? We are back with podcast episode number eight for Sibs on Sports. In this episode, we talk all about Championship Sunday, all the crazy moments that happened that led Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs to the Super Bowl. We got to bring up the Matt Stafford news. He's going to be wearing a new uniform next year. What team might he wind up being on? And we got to pay tribute to the Black Mamba, Kobe Bryant, our top three favorite Kobe Bryant moments. We got to get into it. Here we go. Pat Daddy, Matthew Stafford wants to separate with the Detroit Lions, and the feeling is mutual. What do you got to say about that one? You mean Matt Stafford was not sold on Dan Campbell's uh, press conference? He doesn't (laughs) want to play for that head coach? He doesn't want to bite kneecaps off? Weird. Yeah, that's so odd. That didn't do it? (laughs) Uh, Well, this is crazy. You know, I think it's a lot similar to Deshaun Watson where – he could go to a team that's a quarterback away from being a contender. I think Matt Stafford is that good. I think the Lions organization, let's face it, Barry Sanders retired, retired early, Calvin yeah. Johnson retired early, and Matt Stafford wants to leave early. So those were probably the best picks, uh, stars that just knows that this organization is not going to put them over the top. And I think he has a lot of good years left. He has 31 career fourth quarter comebacks. And I think that with given the organization, you can't really name a really good head coach he's had also. Sure. So I'm thinking there's a couple teams I have off the brain that I think would be perfect fits for him. And, you know, I am a homer too. I would love him to come to my Washington football team. But what jumps out to me right away is Pittsburgh Steelers mm-hmm. and the Indianapolis Colts because I think those are already obviously playoff teams and an upgrade at the quarterback position for those teams would immediately put them to bigger threats. Now, they're in the AFC, though, and we're looking at playoff yeah. Mahomes and we're looking at Josh Allen. You're looking at Lamar Jackson – so does he stay in the AFC? That's why I'm thinking if I'm Deshaun Watson or Matt Stafford, I'm trying to go to the NFC. That's what I would think too. You know, Brady, maybe how long is Brady still going to play? Maybe he does play another two years. Rodgers, what's going to happen with him? Yep. I, I would try to go to the NFC if that were me. Yeah, and there's two teams, and again, I'm going to be a homer from it, but two teams in California, Northern and Southern. You're talking about the Los Angeles Rams that may need a quarterback as well, depending on what happens with Goff. I agree with you with the two teams right off the bat, the Pittsburgh Steelers and Indianapolis Colts. I, you got to imagine that the Indianapolis Colts are going to probably be the front runner in a team that tries to make a move as quickly as possible once the new season starts. They're, they're set up to win now. They're just missing that piece with Rivers retiring. Um, and Pittsburgh – Ben said he wants to come back, which is great. I think he's done an amazing job in his career for Pittsburgh, but they're kind of built to win now as well. And if you can get a younger, more mobile quarterback in there, like a Matthew Stafford, boom, you're right yeah. at the top of that division once again. So, um, I, I, yeah, I, I, I agree with those two teams. And, and, again, the same list of teams that people were talking about for Deshaun Watson, you can talk about for Matthew Stafford as well, Washington, New England, the Jets. Um, you know, Deshaun has come out and said that he wanted, he would prefer going to the Jets, but he's come out and said a couple things. So you just kind of wonder. Is well, he- and we, 
lurk. We haven't stuff. heard him say any of this exactly. stuff. So we're taking all this as hearsay and all speculation and everyone's, you know, feels like they're the insider. They know where mm-hmm. he's going to go. So we haven't heard really from him besides some passive aggressive tweets and uh, sure. captions and Instagram. And what I take from those is that his days in Houston are done. Now, where he actually ends up, I'm not really sure. Um, Jets is interesting is because we were hearing that he may want to go there. And he also posted a Snapchat of him in Brooklyn when he was at the Nets game. So would he want to be in the Big Apple? Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, new coach there. Maybe he just wants to start something fresh. They're not necessarily contenders in New York Jets, but it could be with Deshaun Watson out there. Who knows? Yeah, I, I would think that if he goes there, the one thing for me was when I had first heard that is I'm just like, what What on the roster is attracting him to that? Well, then I looked at it and I was like, maybe that's not what it is. It's him going there, then attracting other free agents to come with mm-hmm. him. So roster-wise, yeah. they wouldn't be a contender. But if he's able to get an Allen Robinson, a Chris Godwin, you know, a receiver, maybe a running and the back. the number two pick. They have a number, number two, two pick, pick also, well. so they don't have to use it on a quarterback. Yep. Not, number two, are they number two pick? Yeah, yeah, number two. Yep. Okay. So big name receiver, you know, running yeah. back, something like that. So, but back, I mean, back to Matthew Stafford, I think it's that he's at the point now where in his career that he's going to go to a contender and a contender is going to try to bring him in. So I love Pittsburgh Indy. I could totally see that happening. Um, well, the, the links are really high for Indianapolis because they were all in on getting Brady before Brady mm-hmm. shows. Tampa Bay. So then they went for Rivers, the next option. So you don't think that they would do the same exact thing and try to get Stafford, which I think is an upgrade over Rivers at Rivers' stage in his career. And I, and you have more years with that too. Um, I'm still going to throw out New England because I think mm-hmm. Belichick would rather I, – I gave him as a Deshaun Watson uh, possibility. But I think Belichick would like Stafford – maybe a little bit more a hint to that a little bit more and they have the flexibility to do so so let's see i mean the important thing is stafford's going to be in a new uniform now what uniform that is going to be um we shall see yeah and i'm just going to throw this out there as just a crazy scenario but could you imagine stafford going to pittsburgh ben wanting to come back so then what's the market for ben you know, where does he go? What does he look? Does he try to get a- out of the AFC? I mean, dude, it can be a crazy offseason for veteran quarterbacks, you know, going to different places. It'd be, it's going to be interesting. I'm not sure with the contract with Big Ben and all that and how that plays in, but that would be kind of wild to see Stafford as a quarterback for Pittsburgh and Ben somewhere else, you know. I, for me, I, I wouldn't – I think if Ben – if they were to do that, I feel like Ben would retire. Would, I don't know. Yeah, I, I can't maybe. imagine a team – Going sure, after yeah. Ben after that, just because again, what a year two at the max if he comes back, you know, just the way he's that, looking. If that, yeah. So it's got to be a roster that's built to win now, and and who's who has that that has the vacancy at quarterback that would be interested in bringing Ben in. I, right, I don't know. it's it's a tough call. So. Tough call. Tough call. We shall see. We shall see for sure. All right. A lot of quarterbacks out there. A Let's lot of ju- quarterbacks. Yeah, there. I mean, there is. There's going to be. There's going to be a lot of available quarterbacks and all the picks. You know. Do you do you count Dak Prescott being back in Dallas? Uh, he has all the leverage, and yeah. I think them not working. This is what. This is what I'm gonna. This is the picture I'm painting. Them not working out 
a contract with Dak last season, him coming, betting on himself, injuring himself. I think he's frustrated with the organization. So I don't know if it's 100% that he's back in Dallas. Similar to Deshaun being frustrated with the organization and not, you know, asking him who they want to bring in. And now you got Aaron Rodgers frustrated with the organization. So you're looking Mm. at three big-time QBs frustrated with the organization and where they're playing. I don't know Mm -hmm. what happens with Rodgers. I think that's a little more difficult, but I think Dak and Deshaun, Deshaun obviously we know wants out. Dak, I could see him gone. That's crazy. I feel like Jerry Jones can't F that up. I feel like he has to keep Dak, but that'd be wild. Gotta pay him. Gotta pay him. Gotta pay him. And he's already paid half the roster already too. And that didn't lead him to a division last year. Didn't Didn't do it. Didn't do it. All right, Pat Daddy. Conference championship. Your boy goes 0-2 on my picks. You did so, go 0-2. I went 0-2, but it was it were great games. I'll see it's myself out. Day. <laughs> yes, that's okay. 0-2. I mean, we both were wrong on the, the first game, the Packers game. Let's get into that one, Let's right? Let's jump into it. Yeah, I mean, good God. Tom Brady, 10 oh, we're gonna start with Tom. Super Bowl yes. appearances. 10. 10, 10, 10 Super, Bowl. Super Bowl appearances. He's 50%. I know he's been playing 21 seasons, but the one season he was hurt on like the first play yep. and he was out the entire year with the ACL. So he, I, I count it as 20 seasons. That means 50% he goes to the Super Bowl. That Mind is blowing. stupid. That's legendary. That's goat shit. <laughs> that yeah. is just, that's nuts. Um, well, look at it this way. He's going to his 10th Super Bowl, and the average NFL career is three and a half years. On average. Yeah. And And he's he's, going to his 10th Super Bowl. And he's 43 years old, and he said that he could probably play a couple more years. He looks dynamite. So he is chasing the all-time list that no one will ever catch. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if they will. We we are going to talk about the other quarterback in the other conference, though, that maybe he can one day. And uh, we're setting that up to be it's the kid versus the goat. And the kid, yep. obviously, well, that's that's wild. The best versus the goat. That's how I'm titling it like that. So I like Tom that. Brady's first half was sensational. Mm-hmm. He came out so good. And the way he ended the half, the way he started the half was fire. He was pinpoint. He was accurate. He just looked seasoned. And I go, this is going to get ugly if they don't find an answer to stop them. And second half, had some errors, had sure. some bad throws, got some pressure, and Green Bay had the chance to win that game. Did the, I thought Green Bay lost the game. You know, they, when you have Tom Brady, who wasn't turning the ball over all postseason or all leading up in the playoffs, you have yep. him turn the ball over three times, and the last two times you went three and out. Yep. You went three and out, and I'm looking at you, Rodgers. You deserve some of the bl- blame. Absolutely. I'm looking at the play calling, and that's it. Like they didn't, they didn't try to run the game. I know Aaron Jones went out, but they didn't even try to run the ball. They just went to four receiver set, and they didn't get it done. Todd Bowles deserves a game ball for the way he dialed up that defense, the way he got JPP and he got the Dominican Sue to put pressure on, on five, Rodgers. Sacks. five sacks, five sacks. I, I said, this looks like a lot like week six. Mm-hmm. Yep. six he got back five times. 
after only being sacked 20 times all year, he got sacked five times in the regular season. Same exact scenario. So that's talk about game plan. That's taking advantage. Rodgers was just too locked in on Devontae Adams, especially that last drive. He did. Three shots back to back to back. You could have ran right there on third down to score the touchdown. But the biggest blame of all, goes to LaFleur, a.k.a. The Fail. And right there, you know, yeah, Because that there's no reason why you don't go for it on fourth down. Because guess what? Even if you made the touchdown, if you went for on fourth down and you scored and you got the two-point conversion, you still have to make a defensive stop. Yeah, absolutely. And there's no scenario why they shouldn't have gone for it. And if you miss it, you still have to make the stop, and they have to go all the way down. They get a couple first downs. You have the timeouts in your back pocket. You have the two-minute warning in your back pocket. There's no reason to kick the field goal. No I think reason. you give your defense way more confidence in making a stop on Tom Brady when he's on his own eight-yard line and having to pick up two first downs than he is on his own 30 or 35-yard line because they kicked the field goal, they kicked off, and then they started on their own 30-35. He has 30 yards of comfort, but he's on his own eight. If you don't complete that fourth down, if you go for it, he's on his own eight backed up against his end zone. I think as a Green Bay defense, that gives me a lot of confidence. Let's pin our ears back. Let's freaking go after him, you know? And even say, say Rodgers runs it and he doesn't even get the touchdown. He's down on the one or two. You're still not – I mean, he may have gone for it then on fourth down, but what's a six-yard difference? You're playing to go to the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. He turned the ball over three times, and you get six points off of that. So you're going to put your defense back on the field and hoping and stopping him for two first downs? The logic behind the coach's coaching decision right there made no sense at all to me. And this is coming a week before when I was saying, are we not giving LaFleur enough credit? Well, guess what? You lost all that credit right there with that decision. And I get it, Rodgers was not playing his best. But he is still the MVP of the league, and you want to give him a shot. They're the most accurate team in red zone possessions. Give him one more shot at it, Mm -hmm. and if you miss it, you're not out of the game yet. It's not not over. The field goal did nothing. It did nothing. Because you still had to score again. The logic, I don't care what the logic was, the reasoning for it, it was the wrong decision. And, of course, we can all say that after they lost. But we all immediately – I think you and I immediately said, what are they doing? Why yep. aren't they going for it right there? And they're going to have to live with that all offseason. And no wonder why Rodgers has a sour taste in his mouth because he wasn't given the opportunity to try and win the game. Like, he wasn't given the opportunity to have a good first-round pick to help him out. So how? why wouldn't you think he's a little sour about everything? And Rodgers, you also deserve some of the blame too. So I, mm-hmm. I've been praising you all up and down. You didn't get it done, but he wasn't given all the opportunity. So no wonder why he's having some resentment where he might not want to be in Green Bay anymore. Do, do I actually think he's in a different uniform? I don't think so. Not at this point. It could change. But you got to look at everything. Everything comes to – Favre didn't end his career there. No, yeah. Well, and you look at it as in Rogers' perspective, he's the MVP of the NFL. You're not going to give him one more chance to try to get your team a tie and potentially go to overtime. Like, this is the MVP. And I think what could sit with him, too, because, you know, he, you, hear the, you hear all the quotes and everything, 
Bruce Arians came out before this game, and they were saying, you know, what's gelling so well with you and Brady? Everything's kind of clicking, da-da-da. And he says, you know, when he's on the field, I let him coach. Matt LaFleur did not let Aaron Rodgers coach. And yeah. why would you not? He's the MVP. If he came yep. back and said, let's go for it, and you told him no, you're out of your freaking mind. Yep. It's the same thing Patrick Mahomes tells Andy Reid all the time. Let's go, let's go. And Andy Reid's like, all right, go for it. It's on you. You know, like – there's, there's a handful of people, quarterbacks in the NFL, that should get that opportunity to make that decision. And Aaron Rodgers is right at the top of that list. And the fact that Matt LaFleur did not let him do that is ridiculous. And I agree with you, too. I, some of it is on Aaron Rodgers. We, we go back to three turnovers. You put up six points. Two of the times you go three and out. Could be play calling. Could be decision-making on the field. You got to do better with that. If you're the MVP, out of one of those three turnovers, you have to get more than six points out of all of that. And your team would potentially have won that game. Right. But you also got to right. put some of it on the defense as well. I mean, I think, yes, I don't know his first name, but the DB King. Oh, right he should halftime. He should hang up his jersey. You. He should hang up his jersey. Well, and the defensive coordinator, too. What, what's the coverage that they had set for that? But King should retire his jersey and yeah. never have to wear that, at least in Green Bay again, because he was Pick taking advantage of every single, every single scoring play he was taking advantage of. And that just shows veteran leadership right there by Tom, just uh, pinpointing and finding their mm-hmm. weakness too. Yeah. The Bucs I mean, are there. They have players step up. They uh, Playoff Lenny, Fournette stepped up. Stepped up. Uh, Scotty Miller stepped up. You know, like they, they just got up. it done. They're hard to deny. And I've been picking against Tampa all through the NFC playoffs basically. Mm-hmm. And, man, they're hard to doubt. I know they're going against a juggernaut. At, of the Kansas City Chiefs and look unstoppable, but it's Brady and everyone steps up when they're playing with Brady, and yeah. they're giving a shot. And if that front four is this. able to play like they did in that game with those five sacks and get that kind of pressure moving into the Super Bowl, we're gonna mm-hmm. have a much better game than most people think. I know everyone's praising Brady, and I'm actually gonna kind of defend him a little bit. The three picks that he threw. Those weren't decision-making picks. Those were, oh, God, I don't want to get hit. I'm 43 years old, so I'm just throwing the ball up pick. So, defend him on that. He doesn't turn it over. He shouldn't be doing it in a game like that for sure. But that's what we said. If you get to Brady, he's going to go down or or he's going to throw it, which I should take that back. Those three picks are on him because he made the decision to throw it instead of taking the sack or go down, and then you end up getting the picks. One of them, obviously, was the Mike Evans over the middle tip. And they got the pick off that, which you could argue he threw it high. It was a little overthrow. Yeah. I think it was a little overthrow. I think two of them were – one of them could have been caught, and then the other two were just bad passes. Yeah. And what I say about that is there's no way in hell you could do that against Mahomes. You cannot no, have you, three turnovers and expect saying. to win you that can't game. do that, yeah. No shot. Yeah, and so, so I, that, I should take that back. Those were bad decision-making throws but I was referring that to what we said is he does not like to get hit. So if you get Mm -hmm. pressure on him and he thinks he's getting close to getting hit, now you know he might just toss it up or maybe take the sack, but he doesn't look like he's been taking the sack. There was one, one of the linemen that, because he was only sacked, and the one time he was sacked, one of the linemen got through and he stuck out his hand. And as soon as he stuck out his hand, Brady went down. He's not trying to take hit. So for Kansas City on the defensive side, I'd be running that reel all week long or over the next two weeks saying, dude, just get a hand on him. You know, yeah, and Kansas City's defense is balling too. Kansas they City, let's tra- let's transition to that right there because all right, 
Tampa Bay had five sacks. Kansas City had four sacks, that front four. So I I think that's interesting going into the Super Bowl, kind of where those defensive fronts are right now. Um, But, yeah, lead lead it off with this one, Pat Daddy. Your Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, they're going again. They're going again. Playoff Mahomes is back. He he keeps his 35 points or 30 – what, they had 38 unanswered with – 38, yep. It was was not unanswered. It was like 38 to like six, like Mm -hmm. go back and forth with it. But uh, it's just, man, the triplets, Mahomes, Kelsey, and Hill are – I think they could go down as the most powerful dominant triplets. And I put them up there with like the Aitman and Emmett Smith and Michael Irvin, even though they're not the same positions, but they're just show on turf, which we mentioned a while back too, you know? Yeah. They're, they're just a unfair mismatch almost. And it looks like they're playing Madden on the rookie level while everyone else is playing on the all Madden level. Like they're trying their hardest and they are just scoring at will. It just looks so easy and unfair Mm -hmm. to be honest with you. Their varsity, they were JV. Absolutely. I I think that, I think that's a great statement. And, you know, I was high on the Buffalo Bills. I picked them to win the game. And what I saw and what I determined at the end of the game is exactly what you just said. Kansas City's just on another level. And you mm-hmm. saw that playing the Bills. And I, we said it. Even if the Bills lost, it was a successful season for them. They are moving in the right direction. They're going to be great, you know, for years to come. Josh Allen is going to be fantastic. He, he was basically all the offense for Buffalo. We said they weren't going to have a run game. They didn't really have a run game. Singletary yeah. 17 yards, Yeldon 15 yards. So they have to address that in the offseason if they want to try to get to that level of Kansas City. But Josh Allen, 287 yards. He ran for 88 yards. I mean, he did everything he possibly could. That defense, I think, played as well as they could. But there was one There was one route, Tyreek Hill. He, he made one step off the line right when the ball mm-hmm. was snapped, and he had mm-hmm. a three-yard three separation. I mean, how, how do you guard that? Like, how yeah. do you, you just – you can't – what do you do? You, you have to double him the whole time. But then what do you do with Kelsey? The dude's open on every single play. I think he could have had 20 receptions in that game easily. Yeah. yeah. The Bills – I'll say this about Allen. I think he played well, but I think he holds on to the ball a little too long. And I yeah, think, I you know, like he, he's been notorious for taking sacks for like 20-plus yards down mm-hmm. the field. You know, like it's – and he does make those plays at times, but there are the situational – like you can't afford those sacks, and when you get hit to like third and twenty-five, it, it's almost impossible to recover from that. Um, and he's still young. I think he's gonna get he's better. He's young, yeah. But yeah, they yeah. need they need more weapons, and the big bad Kansas City Chiefs are not going anywhere though. Like, that's not. the thing Everyone's is I don't think down. so. They need help. They need yep. a running game. They need a stud running back. The Aaron Jones. Throw the money at him in free agency. He's a free agent running back. I yeah, think why not? Go Aaron Jones, go to Buffalo. Yeah, no, I, and I think what favors Buffalo in that type of a scenario is the fact that you saw what they did. So those free agent big-time players like the Aaron Jones may be interested in saying, hey, you know what? I may be the piece that Buffalo needs, and then we're all going to go, you know, go over to the, go to the Super Bowl or move up to that next step. So yeah. I, I agree with that 100%. I think they're going to attract some big-name free agents this they year gotta get, they have the money to do it. they got to build up the defense a little bit more, too, because yeah. if they're, that's who their competition is from here on out, they got to – You got to find a way it. to stop that, yeah. Right. Yeah, but KC, man, I mean, I don't know what you do to guard them. I, I just – 
it, it is a completely different level. I think it's going to be very interesting watching that offense and how powerful they are go against the best to ever do it in Tom Brady and his decision-making in a big-time game like that. And their defense is good. Like, they yeah. play really well in the playoffs. They Going back to last year and going back to the year that they lost to Brady, which was two years ago, they were playing a good game. They had an offside play. I mean, I know Brady got back into it, but I feel like they step up. Those guys up front, the, the secondary, Breland, uh, Matthew, mm-hmm. they step up. And if you get turnovers, you force that. Like, adding that with the playoff Mahomes and company and Andy Reid and the enemy, like, they're just going to take advantage. Yeah. So, I think the line, what is is it set at three so far for? Yeah, right game? now it's, it's very early. KC favored minus three over unders 56 and a half, I think, at the Man. moment. Yeah, so it's wild. It's going to be a good Super Bowl. Sure. It's, uh, I, I truly think it's the GOAT versus the best. The best quarterback in the game right now yeah. versus the most accomplished quarterback to ever play the game. And let's see. Going to have us one hell of a Super Bowl, man. That's for yep. sure. <laughs> and what we want to do for our Sibs Nation, if you guys are listening to us, we want you guys to give your predictions – for us and we want to get set up a zoom call with you guys and put it on our podcast get the predictions closest point total all together get the free sibs on sports hoodie ain't that right dan the man yeah we're running a we're running a contest if you didn't see it on our social media pages check out our sibs on sports facebook and or our instagram um, anybody that's interested, just drop us a message on either one of those platforms. If you want to join us on a Zoom call next week, it'll either be Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. We only need about five to ten minutes of your time. We want to bring you on. You obviously have to pick the Super Bowl winner, and then the closest to the total points in the Super Bowl will get you guys a free Sibs on Sports hoodie. So if you are interested, um, drop us a message, let us know, and we'll uh, we'll set up a time and a day that works with everybody, and we'll get you on next week. And spots are limited. We've already got a couple of people. We've got a good amount set up already. So get on it sooner than later. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Mm. All right, Pat Daddy, before we get out of here, you know we're doing our top three. It's kind of a somber day today. Um, One year ago today, obviously, the tragic helicopter crash and everyone that was lost, not only Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gianna, but the Altabelli family um, and everybody. So our top three this time is going to be top three Kobe moments in his career the top three that really stood out to you when you used to watch him um and uh yeah let's give it a go I think this will be really interesting I, I think there's a hundred that you could choose so to I wrote it to down tough. I wrote down legit there's like 20 right here so I and I don't have them in order at all I think I'm just gonna pick one that you don't pick and just uh just go from there because they're all legendary I'm gonna start with number three when game seven, the Western Conference Finals, when he shoot through the alley-oop to Shaq, I think they were the best L.A. combo, oh, probably the best combination yeah. in NBA history. And just that play alone with him and Shaq, their, their partnership, I know they, they didn't end well and one had to be dealt, but when, when they were together in their prime, they were unstoppable. And that moment was huge. My favorite, one of my favorites. 
Yeah, I think, I mean, their, their domination during their run was ridiculous. Uh, for me at number three, I have the infamous non-flinch with Matt Barnes <laughs> out of bounds. I uh, love that. That one stands out to me because if anyone's ever thrown a, pretended like they were going to throw a ball in your face or, or throw a punch at you or whatever, nine times out of ten you're going to flinch. But I think it was opposite for Kobe. Nine times out of ten he doesn't flinch. I just think it shows – the type of mentality that he had as an athlete and as a competitor, like he was all in 100%. It didn't matter what you did. You weren't going to change my mindset. I'm not going to flinch on shit like that. And it just showed like it, that's Mamba. That is, that is Mamba right there. That Mamba mentality, like the ball was right there and not even, I don't even think it changed his breathing. Like it just didn't bother him. Matt Barnes came out and said, if it were any closer, it would have broke his nose. Like that's how close he put it. And he didn't, flinch at <laughs> dude no that's nuts. the psyche of mama like he knew what he was gonna do before he even did it and it was like i'm i'm right here i'm yeah, right here let's go you know so dude i love that moment i wrote that down <laughs> that yeah. was up there for me there's so two. many all right number uh, two let's go when he tore his achilles and then he still stepped to the line and hit the free throws and he knew obviously right when it happened felt down there Knew it was over, and he still was like, all right, I'm not going out, walking up the court. I have free throws to make, and then I'll begin my rehab and begin yep. my recovery and all that. And that's a true thing of just this bit Mamba mentality right there. I think that you can all tie into that, and that's just a warrior. He's a savage, and he's Kobe. I've no never, Kobe. Luckily, I've never torn an Achilles in my life, but <laughs> what I hear from people that have is it feels like your ankle is not, a deta- is not attached yep. to your leg. So the fact that he was able to get up and still walk and stand at the line, put pressure on that and shoot it with having that type of a feeling that, that to me is just incredible. So I love that moment for sure. For me at number yeah. two, I actually have two cause they kind of somewhat go together. Um, 60 points in his last game. I think yep. it's just absolutely ridiculous. What I would have given to have been in that atmosphere at Staples center uh, when he was in that game because you go back and watch all the footage and it's like it's unreal I, I feel bad for the other team like you were just the guys that were in the way you know it was Kobe's night and he's putting up the 60 and but to go along with that my 2a would be the 81 against Toronto he's obviously the yeah. number two to score the most in NBA history um, so the just throwing 60 on your last year you're out your career's over boom is just freaking impressive in the NBA and then 81's nuts that's probably the most historic send-off of your last mm. game of any sports athlete. Yeah. I don't know if anyone will top that. 60 points at his age is bonkers, and only Kobe could do that. That's yeah. just, uh, All these things are only Kobe. That's, that's a good point. I had those down too. <laughs> all right, well, uh, I'll go for this because Kobe was doubted when they chose – to stick with him over Shaq. I know like a whole a lot of the city of LA was like we choose Shaq. Like we should have, you know, if one of them had to part, we want Shaq here. And what he did through 2008 to through 2010 is three NBA finals and he won two of them without Shaq. And that's the thing of like that it just a matter like his his roster was good, but it was Kobe. It, it was, was Kobe, Kobe that yeah. got there and he took on the challenge that if you trust in me, I'm going to get you there. Like, mm-hmm. I can win this thing myself. And he never backed down, and he never – yeah, never backed down from a challenge, and he always succeeded. Like, he, that's just what he did. He, he was remarkable. There was no one like Kobe. I said that, like, five times. There's going to be no one like Kobe. 
No, and I think him being able to win two championships once Shaq was out just just showed his greatness as an athlete and him putting everything on his back. Like, all right, I got you guys. Like, watch, watch me go do it without him. Everyone says yeah. we can, we do it, and he freaking went and did it. Like, it's just it's just a different different mindset, different level of thought. I mean, just the dedication to your craft. He was he was ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Um, ridiculous. for me at number one, I don't have to spend a lot of time on it because I think this is what created the Mamba mentality, along with that infamous non-flitch. You had said it. I think you had it at number two. The, the free throws on the torn Achilles. They were playing my Golden State Warriors at the time, so obviously as a fan of the other team. It just stood out even more to me. And what I recognized from that moment, because Clay Thompson was there, a couple mm-hmm. years down the road, Clay tears his ACL in playoff game, goes to the locker room, but he has to hit the two free throws, and he comes out and does that too. And I think when that happened, I think he was thinking, if freaking Kobe Bryant can come out on a torn Achilles where you can't feel your foot, I can walk my ass out there and shoot those shots. So I just think it shows what Kobe meant to all the other players too and how they noticed certain things that he did in his games and his careers and they wanted to try to mimic that and just show their toughness because he was again his his mindset is just on another level um yeah that's my number one for sure hell yeah hell yeah it's sad to see his life taken earlier than it should have the impact that he left for so many and such and so many people that didn't even meet him it uh you know people emotional people just at a loss after this and still are and still recovering, but he left such an impact. You know, heroes get remembered, but legends legend never die. Yeah. And he's a freaking legend. Kobe Bryant, uh, 24, number eight, legend. I do want to also give the other individuals that lost their lives the recognition as well, because yes. it wasn't just Kobe and his daughter, Gigi and the Elta Bellies. There was Christina Mauser that also passed away. Um, Sarah Chester and their daughter, Peyton Chester also passed away. And then obviously the pilot pilot, Ara Zobayan. Um, just tragic for everybody and all their families and friends. You you just pray everyone's been able to, to be able to hopefully move forward with their lives. I mean, they'll never move on, but at least one step at a, one step at a time each day since that tragic accident. But yeah, like you said, it, there won't be another Kobe. And I saw a quote when this happened a year ago, and it said, you know, one individual passed away and it shifted the entire universe. And mm-hmm. it, it kind of did. You know, I, I remember I was working an event and I heard it and I wasn't, I mean, it was different for like a full week. So, and I never, obviously never met him just as a diehard sports fan. So I can imagine the people that were really close to him besides their family and just everything that they've had to go through. Uh, But we have an endless amount of memories from him. And like you said it, there's never going to be another Kobe and just be fortunate that we were able to witness it during our time. Mamba forever. Mamba out. Like you said at this last game, Mamba out, but he lives on for sure. Yep. So. We're getting it. Um, again, join us for our contest if you want to be a part of it. We'd love to have you on. Um, outside of that, we will be back later in the week with a new one. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Absolutely. Happy drinks. Peace. Peace.